Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hour number two of our broadcast over on the text line. These Democrats are forcing gas prices and inflation to stop Americans from working and paying their bills. We need to secede from the union. Wow, that's pretty extreme. Of all the things you've discussed today, I'm trying to think of the other word for... (laughs) I think that's probably one of the things you were thinking. Vince, besides praying, how do I control my anger for those who voted for Biden? I have some friends who voted for him, and I feel anger towards them with all that's going on. What is your suggestion? And let me just encourage you. This is exactly what you need to do right now. Please find a quiet place. And I want you to go to the Lord. And I want you to declare, Lord, right now, I release my bitterness, my anger, I forgive those who I hold a grievance against for voting for this guy. You've got to release that. And you know this, and this this is why you sent me the text. You know you're not in a good place with this. Lord, and I'm going to just time in and pray for you. Not just you, but for many others. Not only, and I'm going to join in on this, help us to release any grievance or any hatred or anything that there may be against anybody right now. We just release that right now in Jesus' name. We release it. But above that, I pray for the best interests of every single person Not just those who voted the way I think they should have voted. But those people who voted a different way. I pray for their success. And in areas where you believe they need to be enlightened. I pray Lord you would open their eyes. Not to be Republicans. Not to join any particular political party. But just to see have discerning eyes to see, discerning ears to hear, and to understand, and to be able to sort through all of the crap. Illuminate all of us, every single one of us, and help us to have humility towards our brothers and sisters and the people that we interact with. Help us to have humility toward them, recognizing their areas of our lives where we need to grow as well. That's my prayer. I hope that's helpful. I think I touched on this a day or two ago. 
remind you of that scripture, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers. You have to recognize these are spiritual forces at work. And I'm not talking about, this is not so much a partisan thing, but it's a spiritual thing as it relates to people being able to understand truth and discern facts. And uh, because there are great spiritual strongholds that keep people from understanding and grasping things that they don't want to see. That's what it comes down to. A lot of people just don't want to see. They'd rather not see. It's much more comfortable. This texter, glad to hear you reading occasionally from the UK Daily Mail. You'll get way more truth from them than any mainstream news in the U.S. They impress the heck out of me. And one of the things I love about them is their thoroughness. They really do a great job of being thorough with stories. I love it. Vince, our acting government is lawless. We need to get back to following laws and common sense or we are doomed. Yeah. Somebody else helping out with this uh, bamboozled word, giving us also befuddled and buffalo chipped. What do you think? You like either one of those? Befuddled and buffalo chipped. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a crapshoot, isn't it? I want to talk about our mental health. And I just put this reminder out, as I do occasionally, just how important it is for us to look out for each other to keep our eyes open, our ears open, and watch not only what's going on in our own lives, but in the lives of other people. I mean, I know this for a fact. Men, we are the worst about being honest about how we're really doing. We don't like to be uh, express things about our emotions. I, I have to tell you, and, and this has exploded in the last few years, the people I've engaged who have basically just confided in me about how much they really are hurting. It's been, it's been tremendous. And I say that because I think the conditions, the environment, the things that are happening are giving people no choice. You, you kind of reach a breaking point. You got to talk to somebody. And I, my heart is stirred. And, and I, you know, people are like, you know, I don't want to burden you. Burden me, please. <laughs> I want you to open up with somebody. It doesn't have to be me. CNBC reporting Americans more stressed about money than ever, and it's hurting our mental health. This from the American Psychological Association's latest Stress in America survey. 87% of Americans said inflation and the rising cost of everyday goods driving their stress. More than 40% of U.S. adults say money is negatively impacting their mental health. Tanya Schultz, founder of the Money Life Coach, told CNBC, I was in debt off and on my 20s and early 30s. I was in this debt cycle of trying to get out of debt, paying off debt, getting back into it. I was just tired of feeling like I could never get out of it, feeling like I was always going to have debt. Some Americans... Lack hope they will ever have enough money to retire, with roughly 40% saying their ability to be financially secure in retirement is going to take a miracle. 40%. That's a lot. Doesn't this go back to what I said to you earlier in this broadcast? Mark Hamrick, Washington Bureau Chief at Bankrate, saying this 
people need to have a sense of hope. When the economy is working for them, there's a greater likelihood people will have hope. They can accomplish their basic personal financial objectives. Isn't that what we all need at the end of the day? We, we need hope. You know, there's this sense somewhere that things are going to get better and improve. Sadly, I mean, what have you heard in this broadcast today? As much as I've tried to encourage you, I've been honest with you about what's happening with gas prices and where they could possibly go later this summer. We've had plenty of conversations as well about inflation. No good news there either. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. on the text line. Thank you, Vince, for reading my text, for your prayers, for your godly, compassionate advice. You are very helpful for me, and I'm sure for others. I will always remember your kindness, and will keep listening to you. Thank you for your kind words. Vince, I took a big leap of faith after 23 years of military and law enforcement. I resigned two months ago, yesterday. Some people say that's crazy, given the current economic situation. But mentally, I've been better than I've been for 23 years. Good for you. Good for you. I wish you the best. Sometimes you have to take those leaps. Things aren't necessarily comfortable. You're not necessarily going to have this bolt, lightning bolt out of the sky, say, hey, here's the way to go, and it's going to be rosy, and sometimes you have no guarantees at all. Like you said, it's a leap of faith, and I'm happy for you. Vince, I'm blessed, not stressed, but remember when I was barely making it, praying for all those struggling. I remember just under two years ago, gas was a dollar twenty-five under Trump. Goodness. Somebody else had a post about gas prices. I need to go down and find that because it was some time ago. There it is. I remember the late 70s when a gas pump only registered 99.9 a gallon. Some stations started charging 50 cents per half gallon to get the dollar per gallon price until the pumps could be changed out. Oh, my goodness, how times have changed, huh? This is not something we really wanted to get to, is it? 
Vince, really enjoying the show. My son was just given a 1984 Chevy pickup by his uncle. Has a V8. Uses ethanol-free gas. Ouch. Oh, gosh. Vince, inflation is transitory, man. Come on, dude. Stop spreading misinformation. Just two more weeks, Vince. 14 days to stop the spread. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely crazy. I'm trying to find the rest of this text. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm trying to put all this together because this is coming in parts. Vince, this is Mimi Boyd, Ty Boyd's daughter. I've been meaning to text you since WBT's 100th anniversary celebration. It was a great pleasure meeting you before the program started that evening. I love listening to your program and grateful for your love of Jesus Christ. You are making a difference in the lives of countless people. Keep up the good work. Very kindly. My goodness. Thank you, Mimi. It was a joy meeting you. Thank you so, so much for your kind words. Vince, inflation destroys not only wealth, but hope. You feel hopeless. Of ever getting ahead, you give up. This leads to more government dependency. This is, of course, the point. Yeah, God forbid. Vince, my husband, 60 years old, he works 60 hours a week. He says he's never going to be able to retire now. $100 to fill the truck up. Spaghetti, hot dogs, any ground beef I can find on sale to make casseroles, just to try to make ends meet. We have a small farm. Horses, goats, chickens. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep those with the price of feed. Hey, it's going up so fast. It's all so depressing. Hmm. Heart goes out to you. And, I, and again, I thank you for sharing. Because these are the things, frankly, we need to know. This is part of our reality, and in the very least, I want us to be able to share these things together and to be a source of encouragement to others. And along the way, and this, this is part of what's going to be necessary, we've got to remind ourselves um, the best solutions for so many of these things, it's people to people. It's not government. I mean, I, I ask you right now, what is, what is government doing to help? Can you identify a single thing government has done to help this situation? In fact, they have made the situation worse. Made it worse. I don't think there's any doubt about that at all. It's gotten progressively worse. Vince, my wife and I make more money than we have ever made before. But money is tighter than it's ever been due to the, the inflation. We're currently trying to decide if we should cancel summer vacation to ensure if we can continue to put gas in the cars, food on the table. In the 20 years of working, the 20 years of working, is there more to this text? Before Biden, we did much more with much less money. I believe it. Goodness. And I'm serious, and, and I'm not being facetious when I say this. One of the most honest things that 
Mr. Magoo could do right now would be to have a news conference and say, you know what? I'm really sorry for all that you're experiencing. Your hardships. And I recognize that maybe I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. That's the most honest thing Joe Biden could say right now. Pray for me to get some guidance to figure out how best to move our country in the right direction. And help me to have a humble heart, to be teachable. <laughs> I know, I, I, I am speaking fantasy right now. <laughs> I know you're listening to this saying, Vince, are you crazy? You think Joe Biden's ever going to say, you know what? Miracles happen. But that's really the best thing he could communicate right now. Just acknowledge you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yesterday, I think I was intending to talk about this story, and I never got to it. This is a story about what's happening to 8th graders who are using the wrong pronouns. Bernie, I didn't go into this, did I, yesterday? Do you remember me going into this story? I don't think I did. Washington Examiner has this story about the insanity of transgender ideology. It doesn't stop with encouraging children to undergo damaging, irreversible procedures involve mutilating or poisoning their bodies. Now children who don't butcher the English language, the behest of gender dysphoric students, must be investigated for, you ready for it, sexual harassment. A Title IX complaint against three eighth graders. The high crime, failure to use grammatically incorrect plural pronouns. They are them to refer to a single student. See, this is even anti-English. I got corrected one time by a news director for referring to one person as them. It's not grammatically correct. Oh, my goodness. This deranged view of tolerance, inclusivity, calls for all dissent to be forcibly shut down, even from 13-year-olds. Books that don't adhere... To transgender dogma have to be removed. Media outlets that publish opinion pieces about the differences between men and women have to be shamed into altering them. Sex assaults in schools must be covered up if the perpetrator is gender fluid. States that try to prevent irreversible chemical and physical alterations to children who suffer from gender dysphoria must be targeted by the Justice Department. And yes, 8th graders must be investigated for sexual harassment for saying she instead of they. This is crazy. And you know what? I hope these people get personally sued. Sue the crap out of them. And run them into bankruptcy. Yes, I said it. Vince Wiley Coyote has a better chance of catching the Roadrunner. And we have the chance to hear Biden say the truth and admit he's a freaking moron. If we need Biden to apologize, the office of the presidency is way too powerful. Another person saying, yeah, because Trump was so humble. See, this is one of the things I think is absolutely hilarious about this. Because in, in, I mean, folks, you got to be honest about this. Nobody was more straightforward with you about Donald Trump than I was. I didn't pull any punches. 
The guy's profoundly arrogant. And yet, at the same time, Joe, Joe Biden is not an improvement. You can be boisterous and arrogant, and you can be quiet and present a humble demeanor and still be arrogant. <laughs> See, don't be fooled by demeanor. Just coming across as the wise old man in the room, you know, it does, it's not fooling anybody. This guy is an arrogant person. He thought he was going to come in and solve COVID. Remember that? He was going to come in. He was going to be the solution. Got worse for a while, didn't it? COVID ran its course, and it didn't matter who was in office. It was just stupid of anybody to make a boast they were going to solve the problem. Vince, I hope that we flip the House and the Senate this fall, but even if we do, probably will not be enough to overturn the damage this administration is doing to the country. Probably only do damage control. So until 2024, we'll just be Biden our time. Ha, 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 ha. Bring back Trump or give us DeSantis. That is from Jeff. Yep. And we have this. I don't feel bad for you listeners in this economy. The Democrats have been pushing college education, getting trained for future jobs. It's been the college-educated Republicans and talk show hosts telling the people how evil colleges are. Saying, why should someone be trained on installing solar panels or getting degrees in renewable energy? We have all this non-efficient fossil fuel to mine. Now y'all want to pretend to care about these people's struggles. Y'all that should be apologizing, not Biden. People who went back to school and quit their low-paying jobs are better off for it. <laughs> Your characterization of the advice and counsel that's been given to people is certainly profoundly inaccurate. Just putting that out there. But you're welcome to live in your delusion. Texter here saying Trump is egotistical, not arrogant. Joe is arrogant and delusional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, folks, I mentioned COVID a little while ago. It's not completely gone. We need to be reminded of this. Associated Press reporting a third of U.S. should be considering masks, according to some officials. COVID cases are increasing in the U.S. and could get even worse over the coming months. Health officials warning that their areas hardest hit. They should consider reissuing calls for indoor masking. Increasing numbers of COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations are putting more of the country under guidelines issued by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that call for masking and other infection precautions. Right now, about a third of the U.S. population lives in areas that are considered at high risk, mostly in the Northeast and the Midwest. Those are areas where people should already be considering wearing masks indoors. But Americans elsewhere should also take notice. Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director, saying prior increases of infections and different waves of infection have demonstrated this travels across the country. For an increasing number of areas, we urge local leaders to encourage the use of prevention strategies like masks in public indoor settings and increasing access to testing and treatment. However, 
officials still cautious about making concrete predictions, saying how much worse the pandemic gets will depend on several factors, including to what degree previous infections will protect against new variants. Adding the U.S. was already falling behind other nations in securing supplies of the next generation of COVID-19 vaccines. And the domestic manufacturing base of at-home tests is already drying up because the demand is dropping off. Domestic test manufacturers have started shuttering lines, laying off workers. And in the coming weeks, we'll begin to sell off equipment and prepare to exit the business of producing tests entirely. Unless the U.S. government has money to purchase more tests, like the hundreds of millions it sent out for free to requesting households this year. This would leave the U.S. relying on other countries for testing supplies, risking shortages during a surge. About 8.5 million households placed orders for the latest group of eight free tests since ordering opened up on Monday. We're now at two and a half years, two and a half years into the pandemic. And we've had five waves of COVID-19 with the later surges driven by mutated versions of the coronavirus. A fifth wave occurred mainly in December and January caused by the Omicron variant. And that spread much more easily than earlier versions. Now experts are worried the country is seeing signs of a sixth wave driven by an Omicron sub-variant. In fact, on Wednesday, Robin Walensky noted a steady increase in COVID cases in the past five weeks, including a 26% increase nationally in the last week. Hospitalizations rising up 19% in the past week. Still lower than they were during the Omicron wave. I'm curious, how many of you have any inkling whatsoever to go back to masking, mask mandates, if they should come back, for instance, with airline travel or in local restaurants, bars, grocery stores, wherever. Are you ready to comply again? Or have you just had enough and you're not going to put up with this ever, ever again? Love to get your thoughts as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Thursday. And we have uh, lots of interesting questions here. I'm looking through some of these. Mm. I hope I can provide clues, good ones for some of these. It's kind of tricky. We have a total of seven questions on today's list. You ready for this, Bernie? Yes, sir. We begin in 1536. Henry VIII's second wife, Anne Boleyn. She lost her life. How? Uh, was she um, beheaded? Yes, she was. All right. She lost her head, decapitated. 1897, this person released from prison after two years of hard labor. This was in 1897. This is an Irish writer and a poet. He wrote... 
many different forms. In the 1880s, one of the most popular playwrights in London in the early 1890s. And uh, I assume this was politically driven. Hmm. What happened with this guy? Do you know who he was? Released from prison? Two years of hard labor. I do not know this one, Vince. This would be Oscar Wilde. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm familiar. Oscar Wilde. We move on to the next question. <laughs> uh, let's see. This planet passed through the tail of Halley's Comet and nothing happened. Hmm. What was the planet that passed through? Is this the a... only place where people would care? Uh, Mars? <laughs> <laughs> How about Earth? You got it. It's Earth. Earth <laughs> passed through the tail of Halley's Comet. Nothing happened. That was a good... good uh, you like that one, Good huh? hint there, man. I appreciate it. 1921, Congress set up a strict limit for this, a national limit for this. Donald Trump would have been very proud of this. Uh, they would never consider doing this today. At least one political party wouldn't. What were they seeking to limit? Uh, would that be... It's not fracking, is it? Immigration. Immigration. Now, the hint there was Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Well, that was his big campaign issue the in wall. 2016. Yep. 1943, these two World War II leaders plotted D-Day. Oh. A very significant attack. Two very important world leaders. I'll give you credit if you name one of them, but if you guess both, that would be even better. Oh. You mentioned one of them just a few days ago. He's a um, person who's recognized with uh, a great deal of admiration across the pond. Oh, that's the other hint for one of these people. The other person is one of our presidents. Who were these two leaders in 1943? Oh, my gosh, Vince. I feel like such an idiot right now. What are we going to do with you? Uh, no idea. What you I'm got gonna, I'm going to skip this and okay. come back. Okay. 1962. Who was this this blonde actress who sang happy birthday to JFK at Madison Square Garden? Marilyn Monroe. It was Marilyn Monroe. 1964, U.S. officials found at least 40 microphones hidden in the American embassy in this country. The most obvious place you would find microphones back during the Cold War. <laughs> that's your that's your big hit. <gasps> oh, Vince. Who I'm was our big rival back during the Cold War? Would that not be Russia? And so where would our embassy be? Uh, would that be Moscow? You got it. See, oh. you're, you are sharper than you think, Bertie. Thank you so much, I Vince. think you question yourself too much. I definitely do. And you overthink. Oh, yes. Vince, we don't know each other that well, but you know me. Yes, I, I do. Like you know me. I do know you. <laughs> now let's go back to 1943. Who was president? I'll give you a hint. The longest serving president in history. Uh, FDR? FDR was one of them. Who was the British hero? Uh, Winston Churchill. What am I going to do with you, Bertie? Got it? Those are the two. Yes. Let's go. That's why I told you we'd come back to that I one. feel good. You should feel good. I feel good. Well, you would not feel good if you uh, were <laughs> if you put your hand inside a pool noodle. Did you hear about this story? I did not. 
Well, get a load of this. One Texas family got quite an unwelcome surprise. You know, what? <laughs> one of the favorite things at the pool for younger kids are those pool noodles. You like those? I you do. ever use those? I like hitting people with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, now fire officials with the Salado Volunteer Fire Department have sent out a reminder to watch out for snakes. One family found a rattlesnake. Oh, my gosh. Along with its babies hiding in a pool noodle. Oh. The department said someone picked up one of their pool noodles and a large rattlesnake fell out. So they've actually put out a warning on this. Before kicking back, relaxing near your pool this summer, we're warning families to be on the lookout after a family accidentally stumbled upon rattlesnakes. When someone picked up one of their pool noodles, a large rattlesnake fell out. They realized later that several baby snakes were still inside. With the temperatures getting hotter, it's only natural for these snakes to be looking for a cooler place to stay. Snakes will typically seek out dark spaces, so it's best to keep your pool toys elevated or in some type of sealed container. So, this is a warning about pool noodles. So, I guess, um, I'll bet you, now that you've heard this story... If you have a pool, you're going to be very careful the next time you play with one of those pool noodles. Yes. Can you imagine what a horrifying surprise that would have been? Yeah, that would be a no for me. As Randy Jackson oh. would say, that would be a no for me, dog. Gosh. <laughs> that would scare the living daylights out of me. Just unbelievable. Well, that's all the time we have for the broadcast. What a creepy way to end it. I'm sorry. I, did, I didn't mean to do that to anybody, but thought it was an interesting story anyway. Any case, have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Take care. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.